Welcome to Menswear by a Woman. As you have probably guessed, today's host is not the usual Samilla, but instead it's me, Charles, and I've known Samilla for many, many, many trusted me with this interview, which is very important to her and she's wanted to do for a long time. So let's give it a go. So why did you want to be interviewed for this podcast and why did you leave it till the end of season one? Well, first of all, it's you who kept on saying that you need to tell your story. And even though I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I think you've convinced me very much so to tell everyone how it all began and how it's been like in the fashion industry and in menswear. So you've convinced me and everyone else has been asking what do I do in menswear and who am I and what my career has been so far. And I thought, okay, I need to tell everyone about myself and menswear. And thanks to you, trying to convince me for such a long time to actually um, to come and talk about it. So I, here I am, Charles. Why did you not feel from the start absolutely certain that you wanted to share your story? Um, I don't know, actually. I really don't know why. Um, I think it wasn't interesting or it's, going, it's not going to be important. But I think after interviewing all the other women and finding them very inspiring. I feel like it's time for me to tell them and my, and everyone else what I'm about in menswear and how, how inspirational menswear is for me. So speaking of why it's so inspirational for you, can you tell us why menswear and fashion became such a big part of who you are and how it started? Well, it started from a very young age, actually. Um, my father used to wear the most amazing tailored garments, suits, and and also his coats and, and shirts were very tailored and classic. And I think from there onwards, I used to love seeing how it was all made and everything. But then, I, I mean, no way was I thinking of becoming a menswear designer. I didn't even know something like that existed. And um, I think that's where it began, actually, because I used to like his tailored garments. And was that very common in those days? Because your father um, had come over to the UK from India. And was it very common for them to wear tailored garments and yeah, of course it was. Um, yeah, because um, it was very, even in India, you know, people used to wear very tailored garments in India as well. And um, I think, you know, it's not just tailored garments, it's also colour, um, like the saris my mother used to wear and still do. Um, those kind of colours, colour is very important in menswear. Mm. So just not the silhouettes and the shapes. But um, if you get colours wrong in menswear, it's it's quite a big issue. Um, and I think that's where colour and pattern came involved as well. So it's not just tailoring. It's so of, like with your father with suits, like if I imagine it, I just think of a suit, you know, just navy, black. Did, did he used to wear like patterns and colours? And how did he dress when he was not in a suit? What was his casual wear like? Well, his casual wear was very classic, like white shirt, um, 
the trousers will have like two or three pleats at the side. Um, it's kind of very tailored. You know, the, the trousers would be tailored, but not to a point that it's like a suit tailored. But my dad always used to dress very um, classic and very smart. Even his casual casual wear was smart. Um, so I've, I've never seen my dad wear jeans. Was never. he aware of it? Did like, or was it just something that was natural to him? It was natural to him. He wasn't aware of it. It was very natural to him. He always believed in dressing, you know, looking smart, um, looking, and also classic as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen my dad wear trainers or or a pair of jeans. Never. Mm. So. Okay, well, I hope it's okay for me to mention this. You told me once that you were a bit of a tomboy when you were young. So yeah. <laughs> what what kind of, do you, do you think that was in some ways the influence of having an older brother and your father in your life, that that kind of influenced that part of your so. life? I think so. Um, you know, um, yeah, because my brother would wear a lot of, um, you know, Lacoste and um, Sergio Ticini, all of those guys, Adidas and, you know, the street, fashion kind of thing mm. um streetwear and i think i got it you know i used to love what he was wearing and i i wanted to wear the same kind of things um my mum always used to dress me in pink dresses <laughs> I pink dresses so much and um you know i used to like wearing trousers a lot because it was um i think that's where i got it from you know um but at the same time i think you know, when you're growing up, you get all these influences and looking back at it, maybe that's where it began. You know, mm. um, I didn't grow up to become a menswear designer. God, mm. no. I wanted to be an astrophysicist. <laughs> no, never, I know. Everybody keeps laughing when I ever... Could I have done both. Them. Could have done both, actually. Yeah, could have actually had a suit now to go to Mars. I wanted to ask, so you grew up, let's just say, without specifying dates, the 70s, 80s sort of time and were you very influenced at that time by British culture like did you like or or like the David Bowie's and the sort of mods and yeah I mean yeah definitely um I used to Kate Bush used to scare the life out of me (laughs) I don't know why but you know um yeah I was that was because my brother used to listen to all of those kind of music Mm. So that kind of influenced on me as well. So I used mm. to listen to it. And even soul music, you know, mm-hmm. um, Earth, Wind and Fire, um, you know, all of those kind of soul music plus, um, you know, ska music, mm. the mods, um, you know. Bit of Paul yeah. Weller. Paul Weller, God, the jam. Mm. Um, Paul Weller. Um, but I used to love looking at the punks, like thinking, oh, my God, they look amazing. Mm. I mean, I was only what? very young and I used to look at yeah I like the way they were but we used to think you know um you know that time it was like a lot of racial stuff was going on and um as a kid when you actually walking down the street and you see the punks Mm. um they were dressed amazing you know and then you would be you know the mods um like like the specials Mm. you know I used to love the specials um Gary Newman Mm-hmm. You know, all of the those guys. Um, mm, do you think it was more exciting back then, fashion? To me, yes, it was. There was more going on, I think. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't any more, mm. but there's more, there was much more, like, 
boundaries that were, mm. you know, people were going over the boundaries and it was, it was exciting, you know, I'm not saying that it's not now, mm. but it was like, even then, I mean, I wasn't in fashion at all that time. Mm-hmm. So, Do you remember roughly like a, a specific time when you did start to get involved in fashion and thought, okay. Um, I think there was a time where um, I think tailoring um, suddenly I just got interested in doing hand sewing and all that stuff. Mm. And I wanted to learn tailoring. Mm. And I think that's when it started to, you know, I thought, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. Mm. But I also think, you know, when you're dyslexic. Are you dyslexic, Samina? Charles, you know I am. <laughs> Would you, you like to share that with the listeners? Don't sound so, oh, good. I love the way you sound so like, oh, my God, are you? Of course, I. you know I am. No, you're very, it's not something you hide. You're, you you definitely wear it on your sleeve. And... Well, I think being dyslexic, right, hasn't actually made me, um, I think it's made me. It hasn't held you back. Yeah, it hasn't at all. And I, I think it's it's kind of made me want to do things um, like achieve more things and work hard for it as well at the same mm. time um it's not made me lazy i tell you that um <laughs> you've said to me that there's a lot of a lot of designers and people in the yeah, industry that are actually people. dyslexic yeah there are and there's a lot of creative people out there who are and i think um yeah it's it's um i i think a lot of people are right and there's like a little bit of a stigma about it as well mm. at the same time and I think it's more becoming more aware of dyslexia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people who are, they don't even know they are mm-hmm. in workplaces. Um, so I think it's, um, there's nothing to be ashamed of or shy of. Um, if you are, you are. Um, I think a dyslexia person's thought and their creativity is absolutely different from mm-hmm. someone who isn't. Um, I've often thought it's often with dyslexia it's like you've just got so many ideas in your head yeah. it's hard to put them all down yes it, it's it's with my cases where my hands too slow mm. <laughs> that's what I've been told and um already when I'm actually talking to you I'm thinking of other mm. things already I have mm. to because it's not focus on one thing mm. yeah well, just take a deep breath Samila yeah, I will do. Charles. Everything is under control. Let's move on mm-hmm. a second. Right. So we've discussed about menswear and how you got interested in menswear. Let's just touch on for a moment which designers are out there that you particularly admire. I actually have to say Yoji Yamamoto, Comme des Garçons, mm. Paul Smith, Vivian Westwood. There's quite a few, actually. Alexander McQueen. Yeah. I actually quite admire them, actually. There's others as well. And you've um, met a few of them. Do they tend to be nice people? Yeah, they are, actually. Friendly? <laughs> um, Paul Smith is very... Paul Smith was one of the mm. best I've ever actually come across. Um, he's so down-to-earth. He really is down-to-earth. And um, obviously we're going to talk about this in my probably in the second part of the mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not met Vivian Westwood. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to meet her. Because um, mm-hmm. from a very long time, I've actually admired her. Mm-hmm. Well, not the fact that, I mean, she's creative, but doing a business on her own, um, mm-hmm. you know, going through certain things that she's just like, you know, done what, she, mm-hmm. 
not giving a shit about what anybody thinks. Mm. Um, so I admire her for that. Um, even there's others as well. I can't even think of any more actually. Um, McQueen, I love his creativity and mm. even how, how creative he was. Um, yeah, Comme des Garçons. Right, there's still a few questions I wanted to ask you. I'm, I'm not following my, my notes too too closely, but I did want to, to, to touch on the fact that this is part one of this okay. interview. Yes, you did, you did know that, didn't you? Yeah, I did at yeah. the very beginning. <laughs> this, this is part one. So in part two, we're going to delve into some other subjects, possibly some heavier subjects. But for now, I, I wanted to ask you, like, how do you see yourself? I mean, you're an Asian woman. Your parents came from India. You're living in this country. You were born in this country. How do you identify yourself in the UK now? That's a very good question, Charles. I know. Very good question. Um, I think I just I identify myself as a woman. I think a lot of people out there, they already will turn around and say that you're Asian. And of course they will. Um, but, you know... They don't. A lot of people might think that you know you've come from India, or Pakistan, or Bangladesh, or wherever, right? Um, mm. And they forget that you know people like myself and you know the second generations um, who have who were born here. Um, we've got two cultures, mm -hmm. so you will have the British culture and the Indian culture or British culture, the Pakistani culture, mm. you know, Bangladeshi culture or, you know, whatever culture, but you will mm. always have the British culture mm. within the mm. other culture. Mm -hmm. And it's always been like that. And mm. I, and we, we, we've had many conversations, me and you, about that. Mm. And a lot of people don't get that. And I always say that I've got two amazing cultures, mm -hmm. you know, and it's been, you know, it's, it's been amazing to have two cultures. I, I suppose what you're saying is to you, you don't see them as separate. It's all one. No, one I, I don't. And, um, I mean, you know, when we were at home, we would actually, you know, hmm. the Indian culture will come, you know, come out. Hmm. Um, you know, mum and dad will actually make sure that we have that culture as well. And I hmm. think with the second generation, all of us have that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. all, the, all of us second generation who were born here, brought up here um we've always had that and mm. and it's really weird because um you know it's funny because there are times where you know you would be speaking um when you're speaking in your own language and then the english language would come in between and it's because mm -hmm. you know it's it's just it's just natural to us mm. i think it's quite exciting to have mm. two cultures mm -hmm. it's very exciting so just moving on briefly then. So what do you think of um, your podcast so far? You've had, how many episodes is it now? Is it 15? 14, actually. This one's going to be 14. Yeah. So how, how do you feel about it so far? What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, um, it's, been, um, it's been quite exciting. Um, mm. Very inspiring journey, though. Mm. And I never thought I would get to... <laughs> 
14 interviews. Do you remember? We've always like said, mm, it'd be good if we get four. I think five. you got a bit addicted. I think I did. Um, and it's been, it's been good. It's, I, I mean, I, I really have enjoyed it. Um, and coming out with it and during the pandemic, do you remember how we mm. would talk about this and you just mm-hmm. said, let's see what happens. Mm. I must say that um, Charles has been wow, just amazing mm-hmm. and amazing friend as well. Mm. Um, um, he's he, has, been, he has, he has, he has. Yes. Um, just to let you know, he has seen mm-hmm. a lot of ups and downs with my career. So he has been just amazing. I have been, actually. What are your hopes? for the rest of 2021 is there like nothing no huge major things but what would you like to achieve in the next few months well the second season's coming out soon and mm-hmm. um you know how we're still doing recordings of the second season and mm-hmm. everything um i just want to carry on with it and um i don't know if anybody's seen the post um that i first did kind of thing on the story of with all the post notes on the wall Mm. and covering all the um, topics um, that I want to do on Men's Wear by a Woman podcast, and I want to carry on with it. I think I was so excited to have Charlie Allen mm-hmm. um, because, you know, what he was saying, which we are going to talk about it on the second season, I could actually share everything that he was talking about mm. the industry. Mm. Um, He's a, a tailor from... North yeah, London, right? Yeah, but he, um, what he was talking about the industry and how we, what he went through and all that stuff, I could relate to all of it, mm. and that was like quite, um, that was quite amazing actually. It's one of my mm. favorite, um, yeah, one of my favorite interviews thus far, apart from this one, of course. Of course, this one's been tremendous, as always. It's been quite emotional to share this time with you, Samilla. <laughs> I must tell the listeners that halfway through this podcast, Samilla attacked me verbally for putting <laughs> on a weird voice. Now, I will tell you this. I've never done this before. This is the first time I've ever done this before. And um, how do you think it went? Did you enjoy the interview? How do you feel? Um, yeah, okay, actually, Charles. Um, Are you sure, Samilla? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm actually quite. Um, I'm looking forward to the second one, second part, mm. um, because I think mm. the second part is going to be quite interesting, mm. uh, very interesting actually. Well, mm. Samilla, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. <laughs> it feels strange saying that when it's your podcast. Thank you, Charles, for interviewing me on Men's Wear by a Woman, and um, yeah, I look forward to the second season. <laughs>